What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening. Thanks to everyone who subscribed and also the shares we're getting on Instagram um, and the tags on social media. Today, we're talking about who are you with? Who are you with? Who's God put in your life? Um, uh, When we look at uh, the kingdom of God, God calls us a body. It's the body of Christ. It was never meant to be this Lone Ranger program where uh, people go out and do things on their own. And so I really believe one of the, the biggest issues people run into is not, surround, not surrounding themselves with the right people. Um, so this is important. So if you have a pen and paper, get it. If you're folding your laundry, that's fine too. I heard a statistic that the number one time people listen to podcasts is when they're driving. Number two is when they're getting ready. And the number three is household chores. So whatever category you fit into whatever you're doing, um, just open up your heart. But Psalms chapter one um, says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. You know, in every area of your life, there's a positive, there's a neutral, and there's a negative. And when it comes to friends, pretty much everyone's going to fall into one of the two categories of, of positive or negative. And so for a lot of people, they do well in their life. They they, in their, they, they, uh, they try to do their best in their Christian walk with God. They uh, read the word, they pray, um, they do those things, but then they sur- choose to surround themselves with the wrong people. We talked about it um, in the last podcast of wrong associations. I didn't really go too far into it, but one of the biggest reasons people get drawn back into the things of the world is because they surround themselves with people living in that. You know, the truth is there's only two courses. There's, there's the course of this world, which is leading to destruction. And then there's the course that is uh, to, to heaven and to eternal life. And one of the hardships becomes that people who try to serve God with all their heart, but then are drawn back into just the normal course of living life. And then it looks like the Christian walk is kind of the crazy walk. Like from an outsider, the things we do, I wake up early in the morning and I pray and I speak in this crazy language that no one understands. And then I go out and tell people about Jesus and I give a large portion of my income to a, to a local church. It doesn't make sense to the, to the normal walk of this life. Um, uh, people don't understand that. Oh, you wait, you wait t- till you get married to have sex. Like there's, there's things that we do that don't make sense in the world. And so if you surround yourself with people that are f- walking the course of this world, heading for destruction, just the normal everyday life, you know, people are like, this is just life. It's 2019. This is just what we do. You're going to have a tough time because you're going to look and see your closest friends or people who um, don't actually serve God. And so you want to surround yourselves with the right people. You want to put people in place. Your best friend shouldn't be someone who doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. The Lord with salvation will, will, will bring people into your life that can, that can replace, not that we just forsake people altogether, but th- these aren't the main influences in my life. The people that you spend the most time with um, are the main influences. That's why the Bible says, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That deals with marriage, but that also just deals with normal life. That's not saying like in business, I'm not going to work for a company because there's people who are not born again living there. That's not talking about that. The Bible actually talks against having that idea. You know, we are the light of the world, but who you choose to keep closest. So, so choose today. And even as I speak, I know the Lord begins to put people where you say, man, I know this relationship. I know there needs to be distance, man. These people don't believe the same way I do. These people are like pulling me away from the things of God and choosing where to spend your time. Um, The next verse I want you to see is uh, in Hebrews chapter 13, beyond having the right friends, it's important that we have 
leaders. Uh, a, a lot of times we see people get into, uh, uh, they, they, they don't fulfill the call of God for their life, or they run into a major road bump that they could have avoided simply just by being accountable to someone that's a leader to them. And that's why having a local church and a pastor is so important. Having someone that can speak into your life. Hebrews 13, I really like the wording here, but Hebrews 13, it says it a few times here, but it says in verse seven, remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation. That the the conversation there means their manner of living. Look at their lives, right? But it says, remember them which have the rule over you. I think that wording is interesting, but that's not just saying, remember your leaders, remember, you know, your boss, remember your pastor. It's saying them that have the rule over you. It's, it's actually biblical to allow yourself to be submitted to somebody, a man of God, a woman of God, someone that you're accountable to, someone that you can see godly character in their life, you can see integrity, you can see they have a foundation in the Word, you can see that their life lines up with the Word of God, and be accountable to that person. God, uh, the Bible says, in the multitudes of counselors, there's safety. When you place people around you to give you counsel, if you're a young person looking to get married... You should be able to have someone, a youth pastor, a young adult pastor, a senior pastor, someone who's not just a buddy of yours, but someone who's, who's on a different level um, spiritually than you that can speak into your life. And you can say, hey, there's this young person that I found that I think may be the one for me, or I'm curious to date them. What do you think? Because where's the harm? If they say, hey, listen, you, you don't know them like I know them, uh, there's, there's issues, Now's not the time. Put on the brakes. And they're there ultimately for your good. So it says a couple things about those who have rule over you. It says, remember them, call them to your memory. It says, it says, follow their faith. You know, I look at Pastor Rodney Howard Brown and and, um, he's the man of God. He's the spiritual authority in my life among a couple others, but he's the main spiritual authority in my life. But I look at his life and I say, man, I think about the it says, whose faith follow considering the end of their manner of living. Like at the end of uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown's life, the meeting that he's going to have with the Lord when he meets the Lord on that day, that well done, good and faithful servant, man, that's going to be such a joyful thing. And so I can look and begin to emulate and model my life after his. I see people who don't work hard and they don't end up in the same place. And I see Pastor Rodney's example of being tireless. We got to meet with him yesterday and he said, sorry, I've been up since 4.30 this morning. And I haven't been up at 4.30 in the morning on purpose in a long time. You know, so different things um, that he does, that he organizes his life to seek the kingdom of God, the way he forgives, the way he facilitates the anointing and things that I can follow in his footsteps and say, whatever he's done, that the path that he's taken, I'm going to follow in that same way. And then if you go down here in verse 17, the next thing it says, it says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. The next thing when it comes to our leadership is just obedience, being willing to say, hey, what do you think? You know, when I, whenever I get a chance to minister, if there's someone that I look up to that heard it, I'll say, hey, give me some honest feedback. Like, first of all, just tell me areas that I can improve to be a better preacher. But besides that, uh, did, was there something that came up that I should have been more, that I should have been more careful about saying? If, is there someone, is there something that you can, is there error in anything that I'm saying? You know, there's a, there was a man of God named William Branham who was used mightily of God's signs and wonders, crazy things. We'd see the, that was, uh, during the voice of healing time, um, and, uh, had an amazing gift, but wasn't really founded. He, the critique on his life was that he wasn't founded in the word. So towards the end of his ministry, he started going off and being 
doing something that God didn't call him to do was, was um, uh, claimed to be a teacher. And there were things that kind of went off. Um, and there was a man of God in his life named Gordon Lim- Lindsay, who a prophecy came forth saying the angel of William Branham has been replaced with the angel of light. And it's, he went to him and warned him and said, listen, you're heading in the wrong direction. Your doctrine is, is unbiblical. And he showed him. And William Branham just said, hey, I'm so far ahead of you guys. You guys have missed it. I'm so far advanced from you guys. And it was a few weeks later that William Branham died in a car crash. And that isn't God killing somebody. That's the Lord lifting his hand because the Lord would rather have him in eternity before he goes off into completely false doctrine and even loses his own soul. But then also the people that he would affect with him. And so you see that having someone that you can be accountable to where there'll never be a point in your life where you have no spiritual authority. That's actually for your safekeeping. Um, Paul, uh, Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, he said, uh, what, whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. So Paul was saying, I, I've told you the same things before, but it doesn't bother me because it's safe for you to hear it again and again. Having spiritual authority is, is the safest place that you can be. Not having spiritual authority is a very unsafe place because then you have, there's no major decision you have to run your life by. There are people that we've worked with who've just come and gone and, you know, often I'm just, oh, I'm moving to a different city. I really like the, I like, I really like this city. Like you have to choose to live your life by the call of God, by the plan of God. If you look at um, the book of Ecclesiastes, at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes, he basically summarizes the last two verses of the book. And he says, and this is the whole duty of man, fear God and obey his commandments. You know, I, 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 we talk about success. I've come out of a, um, uh, the, a sales industry. And so success is a big thing, man. I just want to be successful. What want to be successful. I was on Twitter earlier today and someone asked the question, what's the difference between, between success and performance? And I said, success is purely subjective for some people. For me, when I was a teenager playing World of Warcraft six hours a day, so I could get to this next level was, was success, right? But for some people, it's amassing a lot of wealth. For some people, it's just living a long life and being healthy, right? What is success? The Bible says the only times in the King James that success, the word is mentioned, is Joshua 1.8. And it says, meditate in the word day and night. And only then, then you'll have good success. And what is success? It was right after that God said, lead the people. So success is ultimately doing what God has called you to do. And so when we look at that, this is the safeguarding where God has put things in place that will guarantee your success in life. And one of them is not only not having the wrong people in your life, but it's having the right people, people you can be accountable to. We talked last time um, about the uh, people who live in sin. Hey, if Jesus won the victory, why am I still sinning, right? And so we see that. But one of the reasons is people just don't have accountability. When you decide to bring a sin that you've struggled with to the light and go to someone that you respect spiritually and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Believe with me. Help me. I want to be accountable to you. Man, every time this happens, I'm going to tell you about it and become accountable. You'll get to the point where that that relationship helps you because you're like, man, there's no way I'm coming back tomorrow to tell them that I did this thing again. I'm, I'm, I'm getting free of this, right? I'm getting this out of my life. So it says, obey them that have the rule over you for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for what, for that is unprofitable for you. And then it says, pray for us. So for the people who have rule over you, it says, remember them, follow them, obey them, and then pray for them. And then the last one, it says, salute all them that have a rule over you, all the saints. And that word salute is just, you know, Paul is saying, salute them and greet them for us. But I believe it's also true to, to, to respect and, um, 
respect and give them honor. You know, God has put, the Bible actually says in Ephesians that Jesus gave gifts to the church and it's pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets, and evangelists that God gave them Jesus as a gift. Jesus said, well, I'm going to give my body gifts. And he gave them those fivefold ministry gifts. And so when you have people in your life, realize that it's God that's promoted them. And that when in that place that you can honor them and say, hey, if they come to you and they say, hey, I had this dream, this is what happened. Hey, man, I just feel like this, this relationship that you're in, I can see this friendship is not working in your favor. Be careful. Treat that as like, man, a gift from God that they would even take the time and they would be listening to God for your sake. You know, the Bible says that there's shepherds that watch over your souls. So having someone that can come and say, hey, that friendship that you're in, that's not a good thing. I had that earlier in my life. Someone came to me and said, hey, this person that you're hanging out with, not a good thing. And looking back, they were absolutely right. I didn't want to hear it at the time, but they were absolutely right. So beginning to be, you safeguard yourself in the same way that obedience as a young person, obedience to your parents, People, unless they're causing you to sin, right? If they're obeying you, even if you think they're crazy, even if you think they're too strict, obedience to them is the safest way to go, simply just because the Bible says to obey your parents and the Lord. And it actually promises long life goes along with that. So God has put them, it's a practice in submitting yourself to authority. People who don't obey their parents have difficulty obeying their pastors. They're a rule unto themselves. And that's such a dangerous place to be. So choosing to submit yourself, choosing to make yourself accountable. If they say, hey, listen, that person that I see you're becoming interested in, now is not the time. Or, hey, never is the time. That one, you got to watch out. You'll dodge a bullet. Um, Know that they're doing it because they care about you. You need to be surrounded with the right people. God's got friends out there for you. God's got people out there for you. If you seek God and you run after the things of God, I guarantee you, you'll find the, the you'll meet the people who are running after the things of God. You won't lack for friends. It isn't a lonely road. You, God has put people on that same road who are wholehearted people of the kingdom of God who just want God's will. And you'll find people and you'll have such an adventure doing it. We love you guys. You guys are amazing. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Talk to you soon.